What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Take 3 Podcast. My name is Brandon, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Alex here on a Thursday afternoon, uh, just a couple hours before a legendary Thursday night matchup between uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Head down to Miami and take on uh, Brian Flores' Dolphins. Should be Jacoby Brissett under the helm. Tua, the man that gets hurt when he breathes. Uh, finger injury, short week, he should be out again. I heard game time decision, but uh, we're kind of not banking on him uh, playing. Obviously, big news right off the rip this uh, this morning and now just like five minutes ago before we, even, uh, before we went live here. We have uh, Odell Beckham joins the Los Angeles Rams and then we have uh, Cam Newton goes back to uh, Carolina. Kind of a uh, kind of a good story for Cam Newton. They obviously with Sam Darnold, he sucks to be honest, but with the broken shoulder blade or whatever they called it, incomplete shoulder fracture, he's out for a while. So just it, it, it fits for Cam Newton to go back there. So, I mean, I guess what is your uh, kind of first reaction as we kind of unpack week 10 and obviously the big uh, Odell Beckham chooses the Rams over the Packers and some other options. And then Cam Newton goes home. I think it's good moves for all parties involved. So like for the Odell Beckham one, he lands in LA. He's in like that big city with all the stars. The Rams have already given up so much. They're like all in this year right now anyway. And like if Odell doesn't pan out, you still have, a very strong receiving core van Jefferson, Rob Woods, and of course, Cooper cup. So like, uh, to me, it's like a real upside move for the Rams. And then of course, Odell trying to get back on track in LA. And then I think it's a good move for the Panthers and Cam Newton. Like the Panthers, I don't think will actually go anywhere, but record wise and through the season, they're technically not out of it and they just need a quarterback. And I, I think Cam still loves the Panthers and the city and everything. So I don't, I think he's happy to be back. I think it's just good moves for both parties. There's not much to lose in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I think the Cam Newton, it's just a cool story to go back there. He can't be worse than Sam Darnold, right? I mean, I guess he could, but it's like the way Sam Darnold was trending. It can't get much worse. It kind of opens up the offense uh, more, right? It makes uh, Christian McCaffrey a little bit more of a weapon because, you know, Cam Newton, they're going to, Joe Brady's going to get those legs involved. Matt Rule get get the uh, Cam Newton legs going. So you'll have uh, some mobility back there that you kind of don't have traditionally with Sam Darnold, even though he's kind of run the rock a little bit early in the season and uh, that kind of, faded away and then yeah same with Odell he kind of joins an offensive team it's gonna be weird to see how that works with obviously Cooper Cup Robert Woods Daryl Henderson's in the backfield Higby Van Jefferson was out there who was kind of starting to shine and now you throw Odell into that mix and it's kind of like somebody in that offense is going to get hurt I generally don't like when you have a young guy like Jefferson kind of starting to show out and really starting to connect with Matt Stafford to kind of push him to the side to add in a guy like Odell, I mean, you hypothetically, if Odell can return to the New York Giants form, um, you would definitely add it's a step up. But um, it's a wait and see, right? I look at him. I said it the last time in the week uh, nine recap. He's a diva. He joins the perfect diva town. L.A. welcomes divas there. So, hey, it kind of works out. I'm just interested to see when he doesn't, if he doesn't get as many targets as he thinks he's going to get. Um, how will that go over? But um, it's tailor-made. I mean, great offensive system to free him up if he can come out and ball and kind of leave his ego at the doorstep going out there. Um, it could be potential to work out great for them and give them just another weapon to uh, add to that mix as they push towards the playoffs. From a football standpoint, from Odell's perspective, I'm a little surprised he picked the Rams just like target-wise and volume share because like you're probably getting less of a share than you did in Cleveland here. But, I mean, city-wise, it makes sense. Yeah, it's super weird when you look at it. He could have went to the Packers and literally been second fiddle to Devontae Adams, get a lot of looks. But um, I don't know. I'm assuming he uh, had some talks with Sean McVay and they kind of mapped out a plan where he'll be a uh, 
at least get some looks in that offense. I doubt he just goes out there if he's going to be a one or two target a game type of guy. So I assume somebody in that offense or either maybe a couple guys in that offense are going to take a step back. Cause I mean, you know, Cooper cup's still going to be the lead dog. Him and Matt Stafford have that, uh, have that connection. They're not going to change that up, but I would assume he had conversations to kind of map out his uh, plan and his landing point. So, I mean, Hey, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I'd assume he doesn't play Monday night, but it'll be interesting to see going forward into uh, week 11. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just straight jump into it. Thursday night football as I, uh, as we mentioned, a legendary matchup. You got Lamar Jackson, who's balling out, doing his thing. Uh, squeaks out a win last week against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. They moved to 6-2. and two. They're going on the road short week Thursday night football uh, in Miami. The 2-7 and seven Dolphins, not exactly what Dolphins fans, and probably Brian Flores had mapped out as you go into this season with that defense. And uh, obviously hoping Tua would stay healthy. Obviously he did not. He um Game time decision, fractured uh, middle finger, I believe it is, on the throwing hand, or maybe it's the offhand. Uh, one of the hands, dude, he's hurt. He could probably, both of them might be hurt, to be honest, if they double-checked it. But uh, so we got Jacoby Brissett probably stepping in again, uh, trying to lead the Dolphins, I guess, trying to trying to do something, trying to make them look like a competent football team. It's They've got to rely heavy on the, uh, the defense. Their defense really hasn't been that amazing this year, uh, to be honest. And, I mean, just one stat off the uh, – Jump the Dolphins have been outscored 137 to 16 in their last three games Ooh. against the Ravens. So, uh, history says it's going to be an ass whooping on Thursday night or tonight. Um, yeah, what do you see here? I mean, there's not really much like I don't know, you can't sit here and build this up to like this is going to be this heavyweight contest, like this can be a tough matchup. This should be status quo for the Ravens. Honestly, it's how uh, will the Ravens kind of get back, look normal, get the defense going and the offense and kind of just take off and uh, blow out the Dolphins tonight, to be honest. But Thursday night always makes it interesting with the uh, short week. Yeah, I would think that trend continues and the Ravens kind of cruise to a win and cover the spread. But I don't know, Thursday night's tend to get kind of weird. The things that would concern me for the Ravens is you're going to Miami. You just played an overtime game where you had to come back double digits. That takes a lot. And then it's on the road short week. But like, those are just, I don't know. I think Baltimore's a much better team. Those are like little things to me. And when there's this much of a mismatch on paper, at least team wise, I I don't really want to factor it in. I think Lamar Jackson does his thing and they kind of cruise to a win. And like, I don't know. I don't have much to say about Miami. They've been so unimpressive. And like the fact that to his game time decision, even if he plays, it doesn't really change much for me. Yeah. Facts. I don't think really. Yeah. If Tuba comes in, same result, honestly. Yeah. I'm going to say, I just want to see Baltimore kind of clean it up. Uh, don't throw Don't turn it, turn the rock over, play clean football in a short week, get the defense back going and just absolutely just beat up on the Dolphins. I mean, it's kind of the yeah, fry the fish if one would say, just kind of take care of a, uh, Business, do your thing. Don't make it a close game. Teams, for some reason, on Thursday nights like to make the games closer than they really should be. But I just think John Harbaugh and his guys, Lamar, they'll want to uh, avenge kind of how they looked last week, getting down double digits to the Vikings. And they'll come out uh, laser-focused, attacking early out of the gate and uh, really put it on the uh, Dolphins. Really, the only thing I have on the Dolphins side is really I just want to watch Jalen Waddle. He's uh, on pace for 106 catches this year. That would break Anquan Bolden's rookie record uh, that's been set since 2003 with 101 catches. So Jalen waddle has been getting force-fed. It looks like I haven't watched much Dolphins football. To be honest, there's not much to watch there in uh, Miami with how bad they are, but Hey, he's a speedster, so and it's the only game on tonight. So I will probably be tuned in just to see, uh, just to see the Ravens and Lamar Jackson do their thing, and then see if Jalen Waddle can break something 
and uh, have them force feed him the rock. But yeah, there's not much going on in Miami. There's no way to really be a spin doctor here and uh, pump up Jacoby Brissett and Brian Flores. Now this is a this is a good opportunity for uh, Lamar Jackson to make a good MVP case here if he can have a big game on a nationally televised game. Exactly. He has eerily similar stats too from the first eight games of his MVP season. Uh, Twelve touchdowns, five picks. Uh, Throwing wise in the MVP with a six and two record, obviously this year's six and two record, he has 13 touchdowns, seven picks. So one more touchdown, one more interception. Passer ratings are like right there. Completion percentage a little better this year. The big difference. So he's averaging 50 more yards through the air. Obviously running back game uh, beat up a little bit and he's kind of evolving as a passer. So, I mean, Lamar's right on that pace where uh, he won the MVP in 2019 and we know what he can do on the ground. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The, the Ravens should get out, try to get out early and uh, really take the Dolphins' heads off. But, um, yeah, let's jump into next one, moving into the Sunday slate. We got a good one, honestly, a good one, because the Patriots are suddenly back in the uh, back in the AFC playoff picture. They went on the road, beat the uh, Chargers, and then last week they get a another W, dominated Sam Darnold and the Panthers, forced three turnovers out of him. Seems like everybody's forcing three turnovers out of him lately. And um, it's just, yeah, it's super, super good matchup. Both teams five and four looking to get into this uh, playoff picture packed in. Obviously, Patriots probably battling for a wild card. Both teams probably. Well, actually, the, the Browns are kind of in the division still, although uh, Baltimore's six and two. They're kind of still in it. But uh, Patriots side, they're kind of with the Bills in there. They're looking to battle for that wild card. And um, it's interesting because we know what style both teams, they like to play the same style, really. They like to dominate with the run. Uh, set up easy throws for the quarterbacks and really not put too much of the offense on the uh, quarterback as we've seen how uh, Josh McDaniels has called the offense for Mac Jones this year. Little, uh, he's protected him quite a bit. Um, yeah, it's a big one. What do you uh, what do you see here? The Browns coming off obviously a dominating victory over the uh, Bengals. That's really the reason I kind of went with New England. I was like, I feel like the Browns will be riding high, but it's like I feel like they'll be they're a team that'll be like overly emotional, be celebrating that win all week. And then, you know, Bill Belichick, he's down the business two minutes after the game ends on Sunday. Um, he's ready for the next week. So I think those guys, I expected to be close, like a field goal game. I think the line was two and a half um, in New England. I kind of went New England just because it's in New England. But both teams that like to play the same style of football, I guess the only difference is Baker uh, is a third or fourth year quarterback now. And Mac Jones, obviously a rookie. So if the Browns can conjure up some pass rush, which they put on Joe Burrow, uh, it could present a dicey situation for the Patriots. But, uh, yeah, what do you see here? Yeah, I like this game a lot. I think this is going to be a pretty competitive matchup, a pretty close game. Like like you said, they're very similar teams, similar play style. Uh, I took the Browns because they have the points. Honestly, if the line was flipped and it was New England plus two and a half, I would have taken New England. I just think taking the points here is a good move just because it's going to be a coin flip game. And it's going to be close. The Browns won't have Nick Chubb. It'll be a their Ernest Johnson game. Hopefully he can put up a similar performance than the last time he started. And I just think the Browns get it done. I liked what they did last week. Uh, New England's a very good team. They'll be at home that Bill Belichick will have that defense going. Mac Jones will make the throws, but I just think the Browns can put up more points in their defense and their pass rush really got going last week. And I like that at home against that or on the road against that Patriots offensive line. So I'm just kind of leaning towards the Browns. I think they're a better team still like roster wise on paper. That doesn't necessarily mean they'll win. Uh, Bill Belichick's at home. He has the coaching advantage, obviously. So it's it's very iffy to me. I like the Browns because of the points, and I do think they have a better roster on paper still. 
Yeah, I think we're in for a good one. Bill Belichick, he's 5-0 and at home against the Browns, if that kind of sways uh, sways anything. He seems to get the job done when he's in New England. Obviously, he had Tom Brady in the past. That kind of makes it uh, a little bit easier. But, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, two teams, same style of football. Um, obviously, you now look at uh, the Browns getting rid of Odell when you look at Baker Mayfield with Odell, 13-15 and 15 record, 42 touchdowns, 29 picks when he's not uh, – when Odell's out of there, 14-11, and 11, 41 touchdowns, 17 picks. So, um, maybe not trying to force feed the rock. Obviously, the offense looked pretty damn good last week. They were getting the ball through the air, killing uh, the Bengals on the ground. And, yeah, as you mentioned, no Nick Chubb, so it's going to be Dearness Johnson. Will this be Dearness Johnson? Part two, I'm kind of leaning on no. I'm thinking that Bill Belichick and uh, his defense will get after it, do their thing. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking. The Patriots, they're kind of putting it back together when it kind of looked all is lost, but they were losing close ball games. Um, they kind of honed in, uh, put the pieces back together. The defense started forcing some turnovers. Uh, they've averaged 32 points a game from weeks five to nine. Um, and I just, yeah, I like uh, I like where they're trending, but I expect it to be super, super close. I think um, it, it should be a good one, maybe one of the better games on, uh, on the Sunday slate. Yeah, and like with this game being so important record-wise, it's, it's like hard – to see the loser of this game get a wild card berth. So like I expect both teams to be like ready to play. Yeah, you you would hope. And that's really that's really what it comes down to. I'm just I'm expecting the Patriots defend their home field and uh Mac Jones to beat out Baker Mayfield. And yeah, as you said, kind of eliminate the Browns or at least make it very, very difficult to uh, make the playoffs with that fifth loss. So, I mean, super interesting one. We'll see how it, uh, we'll see how it runs in Foxborough on Sunday. Um, next one on the docket is going to be, honestly, the only reason that this game is even on the uh, docket, to be honest, is because Russell Wilson's making the, uh, the comeback. He's coming back, obviously, from the fractured middle finger in his throwing hand. He rehabbed. It felt like super quick, to be honest. It didn't feel, what was it, like three weeks? Like, it didn't really feel like it was super, uh, super long. I guess that was the timeline all along, and they kind of got it done. The doctor said they haven't seen a guy attack rehab with a finger injury or a finger injury like that and uh, ever. So, he's back, and then, obviously, it looks like Aaron Rodgers. The line's three and a half, so I would assume – Aaron Rodgers is going to be out there. It's Packers three and a half. It would not be like that if there was if Vegas knew that Jordan Love was going to be out there. Uh, the line would uh, obviously not be that. So you get uh, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers trying to get back that chemistry, misses a game, obviously a game that they probably would have won if he's out there in Kansas City. And uh, the Seahawks just kind of trying to put anything together. They're trying to do kind of anything to salvage the season. They're sitting at three and five. Um, is there any shot they can go on the road and uh, upset the Packers? Obviously, yeah, maybe the Packers are a little depressed that Odell didn't choose them, so they come out and, uh, yeah, they they come out kind of sad. Um, just one on this now that I look at it. Yeah, the home team has won every Packers-Seahawks matchup since 2010. <laughs> so, yeah, they uh, once again, another one with the history, it shows that Aaron Rodgers – will uh, cook, and I kind of expect uh, Aaron Rodgers to cook and do his thing, but I'm interested to see how Russell Wilson comes out coming off the finger injury. Um, not really a super intriguing game record-wise, but, um, yeah, what do you see here in uh, at Lambeau? The game becomes fun just because we got the quarterbacks back, and Seattle should hopefully be competitive now with Russell Wilson. Um, the line feels a little low to me, like Green Bay minus three and a half. 
I thought it, even with Russell Wilson coming back, I feel like it should be a little bit higher. I really like that number for Green Bay. I think they win by a touchdown, but it'll be fun to watch Russell back. I still don't think the Seahawks team is very good at all. I like. I think Green Bay's defense is more than capable of slowing down this Seattle's offense. And I don't feel the same way about Seattle's defense for Green Bay's office. I think Aaron Rodgers will be able to – he might be a little rusty at first from missing a week. And it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes Russ to uh, get back into the groove after missing a few weeks. But I, I fully expect Aaron Rodgers to get that Green Bay offense going and they win by more than a touchdown. I'm really surprised that the line is only three and a half. That feels low to me. What do you think? Do you think that's accurate? Yeah, you're not you're not kidding. Yeah, the line feels super weird considering the two teams, right? Because it's going to be two quarterbacks both coming off the of layoffs, right? So both guys will probably have some timing misfires um, with Russ not seeing really game speed for now a month, and then you get Aaron Rodgers not missing last week. So I mean, you could see see both, but I'm with you. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. It's like almost they're kind of keeping that little open ended that uh, if he doesn't play, but who knows um, when I look at it though. Yeah. No QBs passed for three touchdowns or a hundred plus passer rating against the Packers since week one. So the Packers defense, as much as we talk about their offense with Rogers, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Devontae Adams, and those guys, their defense has uh, really stepped up. Um, and obviously they stepped up last week, really bottling up uh, Kansas city's offense in a game where Rogers wasn't there, but yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird line. I'm with you. I kind of expect the Packers to win by yeah, touchdown 10 points. Um, the two teams on paper, they're not really close, but it's only interesting because you have two hall of fame quarterbacks now back there. I mean, if it was Jordan Love and Geno Smith, we're probably passing over this. If it's Aaron Rodgers versus Geno Smith, we're probably passing over this, but it just becomes fun just because you get Russell Wilson back into the mix on that Seattle side. And um, I mean, we know what Russell Wilson brings to the table when he's out there, the, the odds could be sacked against, but he can just find ways to make plays. And um, yeah, that's really what, I guess that's what Vegas is looking at is, Hey, maybe uh, Russell will pull some, uh, pull some nonsense out of the back pocket and find a way to make plays and keep this game close. But um, I'm with you on uh, the Packers by a touchdown. I will, I will say this about the line as well. I, I do think it's too low, but last week I thought the Chargers two and a half against the Eagles was crazy. I thought the Chargers would for sure win by like a touchdown or more, and they squeezed it, squeeze it out by a field goal. So who knows? Watch, watch Russell Wilson come in there and make some magic and somehow win the game. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. These dudes like, yeah, these dudes and um, these dudes in Vegas say they know their they know their stuff. So it's hard to uh, it's hard to go against them when they set these weird lines. They usually set them for a reason. So, I mean, should see Packers, though, they should win. If you lose this, I don't know. We got to start. Re we got to start reconsidering the Packers and the NFC uh, picture if they lose a home game to uh, Russell Wilson and those guys with everything uh, said with that roster construction over in uh, Seattle. Um, yeah, moving forward, we got Sunday night football. Um, really a pivotal divisional matchup game for that. It's weird to say that now that we're in week 10 and it's like I didn't really see the Raiders being five and three at this point. And uh, I definitely didn't see the Chiefs being five and four at this point. Um, both teams kind of weird teams. Both teams have gone through their struggles. Obviously, we watched the uh, the Chiefs just suck on offense the entire year, misfires, turnovers, um, everything. And then obviously, we know about their defense, not the greatest uh, defensive unit that's ever been put to uh, put together. Um, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he struggled. He uh, he's had two touchdown passes in his last three games. We're not used to seeing that 
with uh, Pat Mahomes. That's the fewest in any three-game span of his career. And um, obviously we saw what the Raiders did on the road last week, laying an egg against the Daniel Jones Giants. Hey, that was one of the games I got right, though. Um, yeah, so that's a good one. I mean, yeah, what do you see here? The line's two and a half. Uh, the Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point two favorite going on the uh, on the road into Vegas. Um, obviously all the drama and stuff that still surrounds that Raiders team, they're still trying to uh, work through that. The Chiefs are one and four against AFC teams this season. So it seems like they, they beat up on the NFC and then bang, they just, they can't beat uh, anybody. It's another week where we sit back and say, is the uh, Chiefs offense going to get clicking? Are they going to find anything that kind of resembles or can the Raiders defend home field and really push the Chiefs kind of on the brink of not being in this thing at all? Yeah, another week where the Chiefs are favored in their game and on the road. I don't know. It's a little weird to me. And the Raiders have been kind of strange. They survived the Gruden stuff, and then the terrible Henry Ruggs thing happens, and they look horrible last week. But they're still a pretty good team on paper. They have had really good offensive showings. Uh, I expect them to bounce back. I thought they were going to beat the Giants last week. Derek Carr handed them seven, and then they lost by seven. It was just a poor performance. They're at home, Sunday night football, division game against the struggling Chiefs and that really bad defense. I like the Raiders to get going. I like them to actually win this game. So the fact that you get points for the Raiders at home, I'm a fan of. Just because the Chiefs, we every week we speak about how their defense is just not very good, and then their offense, like we've said, has just been struggling so much. I'm a little surprised they're favorites on the road right now. The Raiders have always played the Chiefs well the last couple of years as well. Even when they went to the Super Bowl, they still stole a couple of the regular season matchups. So – Division game at home, bounce back spot for the Raiders. It does worry me, though, because, like, both teams are struggling. The Raiders have all this drama, and they looked so bad last week. But I expect them to play better. I like the Raiders here. But it, it's it's a tough one just because it's hard to have confidence in either of these teams right now. Yeah, they're both weird teams. Um, Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm coming out of the gate again. I'm going to trust Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes to hey, just, just to win by a field goal. All I need them to do is win by a field goal. That that should be uh, that should be obtainable, right? Like go on the road. They should be able to win by a field goal. Um, but yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and those guys, they concern me a lot. It's really a game of what tight end is going to dominate. Obviously, we know Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs and then Darren Waller. Uh, over on the Raiders side. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't know. This might be the one game when I went to uh, pick for the spread picks, I was like, I really don't have confidence in either team. And I'm just going to roll with the, uh, with the supposed better quarterback in, uh, in this ordeal. I don't know where to go. It's kind of a lot of Jekyll and Hyde teams. Uh, Patrick Mahomes hasn't been good. 75.2 passer rating since week five. That's like 28. 28th out of 31 QBs with three plus starts um, in that span. So he's kind of just been, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of relying on the chiefs to put it back together a little bit, maybe win by four points, give me a little cushion of one point, but um, I could very easily see the Raiders uh, doing their thing. I think even was it last year, the Raiders won the uh, home matchup against the chiefs. I believe they did, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So they seem to be able to uh, knock the chiefs off at home. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Derek Carr and those dudes got it done, but I'm going to trust uh, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid to take care of a team that has a bunch of distractions still surrounding them going forward. And it's kind of backs against the wall, but last time I went with them backs against the wall, it didn't pan out. So same against yeah. the bills. We, I just, it just keeps happening and I have a hard time taking them. Were you surprised at all that they were still favorites on the road? I mean, it's very slight favorites. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Favorites on the road against a good division team that's played well, 
in for the whole season this year, not last week, but I was a little surprised. Yeah, I just think they're kind of just that little bit of Patrick Mahomes' respect is still there. They're kind of they're taking Andy Reid and Mahomes over. I don't even know who the interim coach of the Raiders is right now, and Derek Carr. <laughs> although Derek Carr's been pretty good um, besides last week. So yeah, I mean it's like surprising, but it's not surprising at the uh, at the same time. Vegas is kind of fading the uh, Raiders a little bit, even though they're at at home. Yeah, I do get it. Mahomes has had a lot of magic the last couple of years, so it's kind of there's there's still some belief there. I'm saying there was a little bit in the jar. We saw it last the last play that sealed the game last week. Uh, maybe he'll bring a little bit of that back out of the uh, back pocket and get the uh, get the thing going. Both teams need the win bad. So I mean, this is great for a Sunday night matchup when you have both teams that are going to be uh, desperate and wanting that win so bad. And then obviously they'll both be able to watch how the Chargers result happens earlier in that day. So it'll be two teams coming out hungry for a W, which is always a, that's what I like to see at least. Um, Keeping it moving, keeping it moving. Final game on the slate. Obviously another one that's really not like that great of a matchup, but it's a primetime game. We cover all the primetime games. Uh, You got the Los Angeles Rams seven and two coming off that absolute laying of an egg at home against the Titans where they decided to make the Titans defense look like the steel curtain. And uh, yeah, Matt Stafford did his best Sam Darnold impression uh, throwing interceptions. Uh, There are three and a half point favorites going on the road to take on the 49ers who have had their issues on offense as well with the offensive guru genius, uh, Kyle Shanahan. You kind of don't expect those type of uh, offensive issues, but yeah, their offense has been bad. Their defense is ranked fourth right now. Um, So their defense has balled out a little bit and kept them in games where Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Kyle Shanahan have not. um, This is kind of a game, another one similar to the uh, Seahawks and the Packers. This is one where I really expect the Rams to get it going again. Uh, clear the cobwebs they just add Odell obviously he probably won't play but I mean the team's going to be hyped they're going to come out with some juice looking to avenge uh, what happened last week and just go on the road and beat the hell out of a divisional opponent to be honest I lines like three and a half I'd be comfortable I think the Rams could win by a touchdown once again if they come in focus not turning the rock over and that defense just um yeah go berserk the uh the Niners are 0-4 and have allowed 30 points a game at home as well and only the Lions have a worse points per game allowed at home than that so um, yeah, maybe they should start playing every game on the road. Maybe they'll petition to the NFL to play every single game on the road. And then the Rams and the uh, Sean McVay era, they're four and one on Monday night football while San Fran and Kyle Shanahan are one and four in the Monday night football uh, during his era. So everything points towards the Rams uh, just getting back on track, moving to eight and two. But once we everybody starts leaning in Rams, the Niners will come out of nowhere and suddenly look like a competent football team. Um, yeah, how do we feel rolling into Monday Night Football uh, Rams versus the 49ers? Another game where I think the trend continues in the Rams' role. I like the Rams by a touchdown here, which means the Niners are going to come out and dominate. But <laughs> it's just – it's hard to like the Niners. It was a team I was really high on heading into the season. Yes, they've had injuries, but I still think they should have played better – to me, like there's I brought it up a few episodes back about does like Kyle Shanahan's seat get a little bit hot this year? Cause like, yeah, he had one really good year, but there's been a lot of mess there. And it's just, I don't know, I don't like what I've seen from the Niners. The fact that the Colt McCoy Cardinals beat them up last week was very concerning. And the fact that the Rams laid an egg last week, which means I feel that the Rams are going to be even more focused, more ready to go. They had uh 
little bit longer of a week because it's a Monday night game to like think about last week's performance and like that they're probably not fans of it. So they're going to want to write, want to write the ship. So like, yeah, it all, everything points towards the Rams direction. Not to mention they're just a much better football team right now. Their offense is better. Their defense is better. It's hard to really pick the Niners. Uh, I like the Rams and the spread I think is three and a half or four that I really like the Rams minus four. I like, I like them to win by a touchdown. Yeah, it's impossible for me to sit here and spin it to 49ers. I think I picked the 49ers once this year, a couple times this year. Maybe they screwed me. So, uh, yeah, everything points Rams. Also, the Rams coming off a, a loss in the Sean McVay are 16-5 and five with a point differential of plus 175. So that's just, like, insane. They dominate. They lose a game. The Rams with Sean McVay, they come out and dominate, and that's what I expect. I expect the heavy doses of Cooper Cup. I expect that defense to just attack Jimmy Garoppolo all day, uh, force some turnovers out of him. I just, yeah, I think if you're a, a Niners fan and on that Niners side, uh, looking at being three and six uh, potentially with another loss, you got to ask yourself, when does the uh, when does the Trey Lance era start? I think he's healthy now just hanging out. Uh, he obviously had a couple injuries this year, but I think it's time to just get him some reps if you do lose this game or if it gets ugly. Um, start thinking about that. Kyle Shannon's definitely got to start. I mean, you invested draft capital, you moved up to take Trey Lance. Um, and it's kind of in this era of modern NFL football we're in where you kind of got to speed these rookies along. So um, that's really the only thing from the 49ers side is I feel like we're getting eerily close, very close to the uh, the Trey Lance era beginning because Jimmy Garoppolo really, he hasn't done anything that's like, um, yeah, that locks him in. He hasn't been very good. He's been like terrible, terrible, but he's just kind of, he's right on that average line and that's not going to get it done when your team is looking to uh, preseason, at least compete for a Super Bowl. For sure. And every Niners game that's been winnable so far is kind of lost. I mean, the Colts game was very like muddy and wet on like Sunday night. Don't get me wrong, but like you got to win that game. And then the Cardinals, like I said, the Cardinals with Colt McCoy, you need to win that game. So Jimmy G hasn't shown much, at least this season at all. The Niners are just kind of spiraling and they've gotten healthy the last couple of weeks. So like last week is really, really bad showing. They really should have won last week. Yeah, exactly. You just expect more. Yeah, especially last week, you're going up against Colt McCoy and you just get, yeah, you get beat four to, by two touchdowns. It's just uh, that's they had of, Kittle back on offense, too. Yeah, they had Kittle back on offense. Embarrassing showing. It's weird how they're switching the uh, the targets and the catches. So I think Ayuk the past couple of weeks is out. I've been out targeted uh, than Debo and Debo was eating early in the uh, early in the year. So I don't know. They're just a weird they're a weird team. And I'm kind of mad that I sat here preseason and anointed them. And just thinking they were going to return to that form, it's kind of hard to return to that form. There's not many teams that hit that level of uh, getting to the Super Bowl like they did two years ago and then just keeping that going uh, year after year. You kind of just don't see it unless your quarterback's named Tom Brady. Yeah, and I feel that because I, I was really high on the Chiefs and the Niners, and that does not look good now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, stuff happens. Um, any really other games outside of these ones on the docket? I think interesting one that I'll bring up is really uh, that Falcons-Dallas game. Dallas is like an eight-point favorite. We kind of saw Dak last week. Uh, the calf injuries there, I don't know. The timing was off. They didn't look great. And uh, with an eight-point line, I just – the Falcons are a four-and-four four squad. They're like uh, – they were looked at as garbage preseason. Even I kind of looked down on them. But um, they can score points. So it's like interesting when you give a team – when you put a team uh, an eight-point favorite, even though they're at home against another team that can score points. And your defense on Dallas's side really isn't the greatest unit, as we saw last week. They were unable to really force turnovers, and we saw the real, like, what Dallas's unit will look like on the defensive side if they're not able to have 
Trayvon Diggs go ape shit and really get after the quarterback. So um, I'm interested to see. I took the Falcons to cover. I just think they'll be able to score enough uh, with uh, being an eight-point underdog. Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, I took the Falcons as well, but it feels like a trap game to me. I don't know what to expect out of Dallas in that offense. Will the defense get turnovers? Like if it was, if we didn't see the bad performance last week, I probably would have picked Dallas minus eight with confidence, but Atlanta's four and four. It's just a weird game. feels like a trap game to me. I don't know how to feel about it. And then the other one was, uh, of course, I'm going to go to the Saints and the Titans. The Titans were dominant against the Rams last week. The Saints almost came back and beat Atlanta, but they did not play well for the uh, for most of that game is Trevor Simeon. They're going on the road to Tennessee, who uh, looked so good last week. I think this is a classic like Jack one Hyde Saints game where they show up and play really well on the road as underdogs. And Vegas has it close. It's only plus two and a half. I think it's a field goal game. So if Vegas is right and New Orleans plays well on the road as like dogs because they like being counted out after not playing well. Uh, it, this is a weird game. It's definitely one of those weird ones that the Saints just randomly win throughout the year. Exactly. I was going to say, speaking of trap games, this is like the ultimate trap game. This, the Titans come out, look so damn good uh, without Derrick Henry on Sunday night football. And then you come the next week and yeah, just kind of like a Saints team at Trevor Simeon. It's like, who the hell is scared of them? And uh, yeah, the two and a half, I think this is like, this is the ultimate trap game of the week. If there ever was one, it's, as you said, the, the Jekyll and Hyde Saints, somehow Trevor Simeon will look like Joe Montana. And um, the Titans just won't be able to get to the quarterback. I rolled with the Titans. I just think, obviously, I don't trust Trevor Simeon. And I think the Titans are just a better overall football team. But, yeah, I feel like that's the ultimate uh, the ultimate trap game of the week, if there was any on the uh, on the docket. Um, yeah, I guess that's really uh, wrap it up for the games. We'll hop over real quick to the uh, how we all pick the games against the spread. For week 10, obviously, we pick every game each week against the spread. Our records are posted above. Um, any games that you really jump out and uh, love off the get-go, I really, uh, I don't know, outside of the Falcons plus eight, which I kind of, I'll probably look like an idiot on uh, by the end of Sunday for taking that. But um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that one quite a bit. Um, the two I like are two that we talked about. I honestly like the Raiders plus two and a half and the Packers minus three. Uh, both could be like competitive games, but I don't know. I just like the situations for both of those teams. I think I just feel good about those two. And I'd like to point out that I went anti Steelers again, because I finally picked them last week and they hold me. So I'm back on the, uh, picking against the Steelers, no matter what the situation is. So lions plus eight. Yeah, dude, facts. Steelers ain't beating nobody by nine points. When you knew the Steelers to beat somebody by a touchdown or nine points, like, no shot, you roll with the Steelers. Yeah, I'm on the Lions plus eight as well. As I said, I only take Steelers if they're stupid underdogs um, for no reason. And I feel like their defense is good enough to cover, if not force a win. But, yeah, I'm with you, too. I love the Packers minus three, even with Russell Wilson out there. They should get the job done. And uh, I like that Rams one as well. I expect Sean McVay's offense to kind of jump out, beat up, the uh, 49ers and their defense to just attack Jimmy Garoppolo all day and uh, really put the foot in the throat to make up for how bad they looked on Sunday night football against the Titans. That's one of those games that they will probably want back for the, uh, for the rest of the year, but uh, obviously you don't get games back in this league. So that's kind of how it, uh, that's how it rolls. Um, Kind of anything else before we kind of wrap it up and get out of here. Not really. It's going to be an interesting week. Uh, I'm very curious to see how some of these games play out. 
Yeah, for for sure. I'm a, I'm interested to see if the Chargers can get the uh, thing back on, and I'm interested to see if the Colts can uh, if they're gonna. I rolled with the Colts this week. I uh, haven't been in favor of them when they're like double digit favorites, but I'm gonna roll with them this week. Carson Wentz said he's skipping the baby birth to play some football anyway, but um, yeah, it's a real man, I guess. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You got to play. Forget the birth of your kid. Football, baby. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the uh, week 10 preview. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please like, subscribe, and comment. Um, Yeah, if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear that. As always, the Spotify link for audio-only listeners will be posted in the uh, description of this video. So go please give us a follow over there. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys uh, next Tuesday on the week 10 recap.